0: So you guys have been listening to the show for a long time, right?
1: Since I could drive. Yeah. So when I turned 16, I got a car and turned on the radio and never turned it off.
0: And how old are you now?
1: Uh, 36. So it's been 20 years. Yes. That's that's crazy. Yeah. How
0: about
2: you, Chad? Um, Pretty much since day one, uh, working construction, you know, we would typically have 104.5 on. Mm -hmm. And even before that, I do recall... Rob's young, whiny voice at KRLT just <laughs> just as a change-up for a different radio station. So you're an OG. Yeah. All oh, Rob grad <laughs> fan. That's crazy. Exactly.
0: Um, so we're here today with our great friends, Carissa and Chad. You guys uh, have actually, we've been growing as friends over the last many years, mm-hmm. uh, but initially the contact was made through Cheddar. Chad is also known as Cheddar, so you'll hear us refer to him as that uh, throughout the podcast. But, um, when you initially reached out to the show, I'm sure you've probably emailed the show on other occasions, but you sent us something called sea crop. Yeah. Describe what sea crop is.
2: Sea crop is a, uh, ultra trace and trace element, um, additive that's used to build soil. Basically it's, uh, the periodic table in a bottle, Um, I found this product when Carissa and I were developing some indoor lighting gear with her dad, who is a light source engineer of 38 plus years. So with those lights being developed, we were growing lettuce and some other big leaf items, um, hydroponically. So I was looking for something that I could add to kind of build the solution, the nutrient solution because we weren't using dirt and so i looked this product up Uh, we got a bottle of it started using it saw that it was working very well and then i went to my local hydroponic store and started looking around at several other stores and couldn't find it so i called up the owner his name's arthur ziegler who's up out of washington and said why is this not in stores and he said well it was mainly developed for ag use and it was big in outdoor crops in the Midwest to rebuild soil and so I asked him if we could um, start to distribute this product and away we went. So that's how I found this product and that's what I um, gave to you guys Mm -hmm. in I believe it was a Christmas package along with some (laughs) other canned goods and some local craft liquor. Um,
1: (laughs) I actually made fun of him for sending that package in too I was like I can't believe you're like you're sending all that and then the canned goods of course I was like whoa
2: we just wanted to reach out and and send a gift yeah that's how it started
0: and yeah it's ever since we've just stayed in contact and over the years we've gotten to know you guys and so what
3: you're saying is he bought our friendship (laughs) I'm kidding I wouldn't
0: say he got our attention he got our attention you know he extended the leaf the olive branch
2: if you will yes
0: Um, and you know unfortunately we we never really got to use any of that sea crop but uh, just based on the we don't res- garden we suck Yeah, <laughs> I kill <laughs> succulents you guys we, we both have brown thumbs I just chop things down or pull things it's out the of the ground the only thing he knows how to do yeah. despite me being part Mexican <laughs>
3: he can mow a lawn really well though
0: that's true <laughs> yeah um, well
3: it is a great
1: product for farmers because it can increase your yields it can increase the nutrients in say tomatoes vegetables anything that you're growing it can make it um, healthier and also you can dose yourself with it oh really yeah so it's a good vitamin even just to add to like um, a morning juice or See, your I didn't shake. Know I could drink so it. yeah, it tastes terrible. I think literally
3: picked up a bottle of it. At they made something like this for me. They do <laughs> oh. actually. I cannot,
1: it's a, it's um actually cured like chronic diseases and stuff See, like that before. I think before. I need
3: to t- start taking a shot every day. <laughs>
1: they just can't advertise that. Right. So it's that's not just FDA kind of a low approved, yeah like secret. At your own risk. Huh? Exactly <laughs> at, yeah, you at your own risk.
0: It's almost like the rad pickle juice like cures hiccups and exactly. acid right. reflux. It's not like what we're advertising. No. It's not it's toxic. exactly. It's proven
3: it to be edible, but that's not what it was designed for. So that's not what it's labeled yeah. for. That's not what it's FDA approved exactly. for. Exactly. So. And
1: supplements are extremely hard to get approved. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: And you were saying that the sea crop is also good for putting in the dog's water, oh, yeah. animal. We water. give it to our
1: dogs as well. Yeah. it can okay. help prevent cancer and all different kinds of diseases. Uh, so, yeah,
2: it is um, used as a supplement for livestock, um, mm-hmm. which again okay. kind of goes down the same path yeah. as it does for plants and people to uh, just give give the, the animals a chance to be healthier naturally you know, supplementing their their diet with these trace and ultra trace elements.
1: And if they're used Mm -hmm. for farming, that makes it healthier for us in the long run. So
3: Everybody literally benefits from it. The plants, the people, the ground, everything. Yeah. yeah. Just makes the earth, it's just earth friendly.
4: Exactly.
1: (laughs) And that's really why we got into this industry in the first place was, we found that there were a lot of products missing for farmers, whether it was better lighting equipment, better nutrients, healthier options for farmers to grow these kind of crops. When we first started, I don't know, a long time ago for him, 20 years ago for him, maybe 18 for me, uh, there, there weren't that many options yeah. for us to grow a healthy You know, organic or close to organic product. Even more expensive. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: I think it's important at this point to uh, mention that the industry you guys are referring to is cultivation of marijuana, right?
1: Yes. The horticulture industry in general.
0: Right, right. Okay. We
1: started out with food. We've always been small cannabis farmers. Yeah. And then when we realized, you know, we're growing a five-pound head of lettuce in two weeks— we really got into the wow. food.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: wow. so we really got into growing our own food, and that just kind of took off into us helping other farmers. Like, you know, we started consulting initially with other big, large cultivations with our lighting gear and things like that. And then uh, things took a turn when our daughter came early. And then Mm -hmm. that kind of changed our trajectory. Mm -hmm. So she was born at 25 weeks, one pound, 10 ounces. And when that happened, I took a step back from our lighting business and dove into taking care of her. After that, we closed the lighting business and realized cultivation was our main objective. We wanted to, we were helping so many people, we wanted to be able to do it on a larger scale
0: especially with the legalization not only in California but of course Nevada which you know I don't know how much you guys want to share where you're where you're we
1: can share everything we're okay. an open book
0: okay Yay, Yay. We'll, 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 so um, ask away awesome um, I, and a lot of what we're going to talk about today is I'd like to you know touch on marijuana and the cultivation the business side of things yeah. the reason why you guys are getting into it um, obviously um, based on what we've talked about already is you guys work as more of a collective. You don't necessarily, I mean, you have your own trade, of, tips of the trade, tricks, exactly. tricks of the trade, and you have your own you know, intellectual property, and we won't give too much of those details out, obviously, but um, you have been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. What, what is your secret, and why do you, other than you know, helping people, what, what, what is it that you get out of it?
2: For me, it's the idea of helping more people. So when the commercial aspect came into play here, it was kind of a, a dream, you know, um, for me personally, my, I'll just give a little background on my own history of why I got into to cannabis use. For me, growing up in the foothills um, of Placerville, you know, as a kid, I used to have to get weekly injections for allergies and asthma and At the time, you know, you don't really know any better or any different because it's your parents that are taking you to the doctor and they're saying, oh, this will fix that, and away you go. But I remember every day coming home from school and being so drained from that medication that I would pass out until dinner time and, you know, all the other kids are out playing. So for me, it was like that time I was coming into being a teenager and the first book I read that really opened my eyes I uh, hope I get this right, I believe it was The Emperor Wears No Clothes, and then there's been a second edition, The Emperor's New Clothes, but it was a, a fact-based kind of introduction to the history of cannabis, uh, you know, of course, loaded with footnotes if you wanted to go look it up yourself, which I thought was interesting. It wasn't a very long book, but it was very detailed, and it really opened my eyes as to, you know, why this thing was considered illegal and the whole history of it, and um, So in a roundabout way, I got into using it. And sure enough, my asthma deteriorated and went away. And I no longer had to take those shots. Um, You know, being big into snowboarding since day one, you know, there was a lot of backcountry hiking. So I find myself being able to hike, you know, 9,000, 10,000 feet peaks all day long with no issues. And so that for me was kind of my own personal you know, medical use. Which and... kind of
3: breaks the stigma of smoking and being a lazy couch potato. Exactly. Like it's yeah. It's the same kind of for me where I'm tired all the time. Yeah. Like, I have a chronic fatigue issue. I have joint issue. I have a rheumatoid, uh, basically based condition. And the only times I felt good and able to do things and did do things was when I smoked. Yeah. Like, it was the same for me. It was like, okay, I can do this now. Yeah. Like I could do math when yeah. I smoke. Otherwise, I was just too tired to focus on anything else. So it's yeah. like... It kind of saved me in a sense.
2: Yeah. So from that, you know, it was, you know, basically uh, an idea and a dream, like I said, to, you know, be able to help more people than just ourselves or, you know, close friends and family and whatnot. So it's always been a dream to do this commercially. Um, (laughs) You know, how Carissa and I got the opportunity was, again, through helping people. And I won't go into too much detail there. But um, basically our partner extended the offer, um, you know, financially to help us because, you know, his his wife was, was helped out and, and it was a big deal for them. She basically got off seven different type of opiates.
1: Fentanyl, sublingual morphine drops, oxycontin.
2: All the um, bad stuff.
1: Everything daily. She right. was on all of that. Each day. So we slowly worked with her, and she worked with our doctor knowing she was using cannabis as an alternative to get off those medications. And we were slowly able to wean her off of it, and she's not taking a single pain Uh, uh, reliever of any kind other than cannabis, and she has severe scoliosis. Wow. So, yeah, she suffers daily, and luckily her doctors are open-minded, and so we were able to help her in their words, save her life. Yeah. So that's so was, why we were
3: I mean, blessed with this opportunity. She'd be facing renal failure and all sorts and liver diseases. They say she
1: they say she wouldn't be here today if it yeah. wasn't for us. So I mean Your hearing that just that. that's my drive. Yeah. yeah. So just seeing people in pain. Even somebody who doesn't know what we do, if they tell me they have something wrong with them The first thing I think of is what can I make them? What can I come up with? I know I can help, Like I I know I can try to help everybody. So if they say something, I try to whip it up. Speaking of
0: that, we actually had somebody uh, come out to one of our Brina Palooza's and I I don't know how the conversation came up but uh, a woman's husband had chronic pain um, and had asked about CBD products. And you guys make this amazing CBD pain cream yeah. That we use constantly, um, and they had reached out, and I had said something about you guys making this product, and you're at this point, you guys aren't actually distributing anything. So when we talk about these products that you guys make, they're not necessarily available to the public yet. Is that right?
2: Correct. Yeah. And, and anything you know that we have been making has been uh, also like uh, essential oil, plant based. Um, in in conjunction with the CBD and it's just been given away, you know.
0: So when uh, Carissa, I think we had connected that listener with Carissa. Do you remember... She stepped out of the room for the dogs. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, okay. you're fine. okay. we got dogs. We good. <laughs> yeah,
3: they're good dogs.
1: One was eating and one was jumping. It, just, it was. She's just not working. She just wanted <laughs> you so badly. She's like, I want. I want to. Do so this. we were
3: we were just discussing um, a listener from Brian Palooza um, that wanted the pain cream, and mm-hmm. we couldn't remember if they had connected with you or not. Did they?
1: I have been helping a lady named Connie.
3: Yes, so if you met exactly. her at
1: Brianne yes. yes. So her you. husband suffers from severe arthritis, and they've been using the pain cream, and they have relief. He has relief. So yes, he's on fantastic. his third jar. Yeah. So it's it's going great for him. So and,
0: uh, so we were we were also saying that this stuff isn't. We're, we're talking about all this amazing results that you guys are getting from your product mm-hmm. specifically, um, and all the different types of products, and we'll, we could talk about all those other things too. Of course, but they're not they're not available publicly yet. They're not. not re- yet. Yeah, so this isn't. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to take emails and be like, "Hey, hook me up with your weed guy." <laughs> Pretty soon, <laughs> yeah. you guys can
3: do that. Soon However, enough,
0: and we will make that. know yeah. we'll make that. No, we'll no,
3: find no. a way to do the, that properly. Exactly. We're opening, don't harass us yet. <laughs> the facility is opening
1: within the next thirty to sixty days at the most. I'm so excited. So we will be able to sa- supply the. Public on a large scale, so That's we're, we're so thinking. Cool. As long products. as you're 21 years and older, <laughs> there you go. You're so we're done. thinking
0: like spring, summer, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Like early summer.
2: By the time we ramp up enough to where we're harvesting and, and mm-hmm. producing right uh, products uh, for the public.
0: yep cool. Um, so obviously, weed <clears throat> is fun to smoke for the you know recreational mm-hmm. user, but a lot of this is about helping people. Yes. What other products? So that you're making these. CBD pain creams, uh, your flour is also you know, mm-hmm. amazing if you just want to smoke it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else are you guys making?
1: We make a caramel that helps people with pain and also with sleep issues that you can add to hot tea at night and sleep through the whole night. We make capsules.
0: For Real quick, before we get to the capsules, that, that caramel we have been lucky enough to have mm-hmm. and we use it. <laughs> Probably more than anything else. I think
1: it's our go-to for everything. It's our number yeah. one
0: that, product yeah. to help people. That is Absolutely. some of the best stuff, and we ended up just making like little balls. And yeah,
1: I loved those.
0: Little did balls. you like? Yes. Them? I was they were so. Bad. I had to tell you, I
3: forgot. Yes, yeah, they were really. So great. I did. I did a little, and it was just the exact dosage, which was the, yes. It's a quarter teaspoon. Mm-hmm. That's all you
4: need. Yes. I was, I always
3: talk to the mics like they're people, but it's a quarter teaspoon, people. <laughs> you would not believe what this stuff that you're gonna look at it and go, "That's not gonna do it." And, and
1: some people. Actually, the dosage is much less. Yeah, so, depending on cut your that tolerance, and have. exactly.
3: And I, whenever I give it, I'll gift the little caramel. I do little caramel bites. I'll roll them into yeah. little balls. Um, for Carissa, I made a special one where I dipped them in dark chocolate and sprinkled them with sea salt. They're very good that way. It's mm-hmm. just, mm. but uh, I'll wrap them in just wax paper and put them in the fridge. Put them in a jar, and you can just pop them. And I find some people can get two doses out of just one of those. I agree so
1: yes everybody's tolerance to cannabis is differently some people can't ingest it at all right. I'm related to some of those people my yeah. dad he cannot take cannabis internally at yeah. all so there's a lot of people that are affected differently so mm-hmm. we make edibles like the caramel we make capsules for all kinds of things. So we can boost your immune system if that's what you're looking for, along with a happy dose of CBD and THC if, you know, depending on your ailment. So if you need help with inflammation, headaches, cramps, back pain, you have scoliosis, you're fighting cancer, things like that. So immune system, um, capsules would be very helpful for somebody, say, with cancer. Mm-hmm. Cause right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe if You want to keep
3: your immune system up. Like, my uncle, mm-hmm. he has uh, uh, multiple sclerosis. Yes. And so his immune system is shot. Exactly. Everything is shot. Everything's basically just destroying itself in mm-hmm. his body, and he takes CBD for things like that, and I think that for him, an immune capsule would probably be the best option, so.
1: Yes, and we make those for your immune system, for sleep, for Mm -hmm. just straight pain, Um, very low dose if you just need to function throughout the day but you're suffering from pain. Mm -hmm. We make uh, tinctures. Yes, you do. <laughs> for right now, we've been infusing Tahoe Blue Vodka mm-hmm. for our tincture.
0: Which isn't licensed right now, no. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you
1: have to be gifted
4: those.
0: Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> so for the long ter- um, in the long run, we will be using um, just straight oil. Mm-hmm. So say an MCT oil that's beneficial for your brain function and things like that. Which
3: also aligns with a
1: lot of keto diets, exactly. by the way. Exactly. So we will infuse that with our CO2-extracted oil in the future, and we can make those the same as the capsules. So for sleep, immune system, energy. Um, If you're struggling from depression, we can make them so you feel
3: happy. Um, Basically. So really, we just need a a menu. Yeah. Exactly. We almost want to create, like, a health profile. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you needing? And just pick and choose and say I need this 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 and this and we can you can customize it we you can customize not as our long-term goal and I
0: think it, yeah how involved will that be though if you do like an a la carte well I think
2: of... I think one of the things that we've found is you know with all the technology coming out for oil extraction separation things like this where people are really trying to isolate all of these parts and pieces of cannabis we're finding that it's the synergy of everything Everything working together together. that is most beneficial and by that I mean a lot of these products that we're talking about fine-tuning are in conjunction with cannabis and essential oils that are you know medical grade therapeutic grade and that's where you can kind of dial in recipes Mm -hmm. but we've definitely noticed that it's you know everything together in combination is what is benefiting people the most so, so,
0: there's, there's, so it's not such a wide variety of ingredients. Like you don't have like a witch's no. wall of, you know, <laughs> Eye of Newt's and no. all those, you know, hundreds of different <laughs> ingredients. You can basically make a combination of for all these, exactly. things, these yeah. stuff using bare minimum exactly. n- yeah. of what you guys have at your disposal.
2: And the raw extracts or, you know, for, for for cannabis or what, what kind of house that you know already fine tuned mix, and that's uh-huh. because that plant's been doing its own thing since day one, and that's why it's here so um it's interesting to you know be able to uh fine tune for specific ailments, but it's uh it's awesome.
0: It really is this is like the new frontier mm-hmm. you guys are are pioneers in my opinion uh, in this sense. I, we've been going to plenty of dispensaries for many years since the legalization in California. At since least before. For, for the medical grade stuff. Yeah, I've
3: been going to... For, I've had my medical license since my early 20s, and I've been going to yeah. dispensaries for a long time. And I've watched the change happen. And yes. it almost feels like you guys are sort of heading towards almost a grassroots approach mm-hmm. with a modern touch. I would agree with, with that. Yeah, like, we finally have gone through, okay, what the dispensary industry was, yes. what it is now, what the product is, what's happening to the products, which was always the fear. Mm-hmm. From every grower I ever talked to before the legalization was the fear of it heading towards the way of the cigarette company. Yeah. Pre-rolls and crap weed, and it's really just about push and push and push and get the product out, not the focus on the product, which is the opposite of what you guys are doing. Yeah, that's been
1: our goal the whole time.
2: Yeah, so there's there's a fine line <laughs> that you know that's there from what I call, I, and it's not a negative term, but it's the middleman. Bottom mm-hmm. line, you've got people that are producing quality products that have invested the time to learn and also invested the time in you know um, figuring out quality genetics,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and so that fine line is you know, based on the dispensaries that choose to opt for volume because they're charging the same price, you know, and bottom line, the people that I feel get affected by that in a negative way are the end users. So all you people out there that want the good stuff, request it. Don't be afraid to Mm -hmm. ask or give feedback. If something's not quality, if something's not good, let them know. Because bottom line, people that are, that are using it, you know, are, are, are deserving of, of quality product. And again, I'm not, not bad-mouthing dispensaries, but there is, you know, that portion of the business. Um, so for us, like you were saying, we're trying to not, you know, we basically want that niche of, of people that understand the difference between quality and, and, and bad product. And we want to be able to provide what people need and also work with those dispensaries so that they can, you know, meet in the middle on price.
3: I wonder how many people don't know the quality that is capable of like the capable qualities reachable. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? Yeah. The potential. Like the thank you, that's yeah. the word I'm looking yeah. for. Well, a lot of people because, don't know, because everything, that is the norm at the dispensary. Right. Yeah, exactly. like these people, when it legalized, these people could finally walk in and go, I can do this, like, yeah. and then, so they probably think, oh, this is, top shelf yes, exactly but they don't realize there are 10 15 20 levels higher than mm-hmm. that they're Much gonna give shelves. you not only more bang for yeah, exactly. your butt not like the you, shelves. yeah <laughs> right it just there's no there's no ceiling there there is yeah. no top shelf you're not getting it I guarantee you're not getting the top shelf in the dispenser it may None, have not. a branded strain name like what we talked about earlier like sour diesel is one of my favorites yeah but the sour diesel we're getting these days is nothing compared to what it used to be. And, you know, putting something like that in your hands would be kind of a rude awakening Mm -hmm. for the people that have just walked into the dispensary and going, oh, I'm going to get a joint, try it for the first time. You're not trying... You're not smoking what your parents were smoking. You're not smoking what we were trying to legalize, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Exactly.
4: So what
0: what has uh, your experience been like in getting this business started? I mean, you guys are... with an opening date coming up yeah, in so the next few months. How has it been getting to this point?
2: Hardest thing we've ever done.
1: Agree. <laughs> it completely consumed our whole life, mm-hmm. which is totally fine because this is our big dream and this is what we want to do. But it's taken four years to get to almost an opening point. We, we knew we wanted to do this four years ago. And... So we started researching how do we do this legally on a large scale. We really had no idea. We're doing it legally on a small scale. We're caregivers to a small group of people. We want to really go as big as we can, help as many people as we can, because we've seen what it can do for everyone. So I started, since there was no licensing available, I posted a Craigslist ad (laughs) for a license (laughs) to grow weed. And I got, calls every hour on the hour to buy weed from me. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. And then after a while, I started rephrasing what it said on Craigslist and I became a hotline for people also wanting cannabis licenses. Wow. This this one guy I'll never forget the call he called me and we just kind of hit it off so I just started talking to him about licensing and he goes, "You know, I learned more from you than anyone else <laughs> ever about licensing." And then after that, I realized, okay, so no more Craigslist ads. That's, that's not Maybe the not yeah. the pool you want to pull from. And at,
4: yeah.
2: at the time we were researching licensing, we were in both states looking at uh, licensing for commercial Nevada and California. And California, you know, was was looking like a, a much quicker, easier route. Mm-hmm. But there were some things that we liked about Nevada because it was so new and kind of their whole process, um, you know, so that's where we started looking into both states.
1: And then um, it just was just a blessing from God because one day they opened up licensing for Nevada. We had, it was in November of 2017 that they opened licensing, or 2018, and we had to turn in our license by December 26th or 27th that year. So we had like two and a half months to do basically a 500 page application from scratch. Yeah. Other Jeez. people we know had paid a million, one guy we know paid a million dollars to have his application filled out for him.
0: Just the application.
1: And he got denied. Ooh, oh! that's kind to hurt. So he told, so we heard, we had one attorney look over an application that Chad and I did on our own. And he glanced it over and he said that it was unique. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he said that because most of the time these these licenses are done by attorneys. And obviously, Chad and I are not attorneys. Mm. And... You know, we have no law background, no professional background. It
4: makes you wonder if the
3: committee that oversaw or like went through the applications was looking for those who were not bigger corporations. Maybe. Like, I wonder if... That's like, what made it
0: stand out. Yeah. Because a
1: lot of big corporations at that time were buying up licenses in all of the states mm. and then not actually becoming up right. and running. They were selling those licenses. So before we actually got our license, we did have the opportunity to purchase licenses from other... People that had acquired them, they were twelve million dollars. Right, and yep. up. It
2: was it was it was and, a, a huge swing. Basically, there yeah. was two sets uh, when Nevada first opened up for these applications, and they went down every couple years. Mm-hmm. So it was very few and far between. The first round
1: it was in two thousand sixteen. You know,
2: a huge percentage of that was like you just said, out of state money coming in, and and buying up the licenses. So once Nevada took a hard look at who uh, was was you know um, turning in these applications they noticed that man there's a huge influx of out of state money so that being said the second round they were specifically looking for people that maybe were more local or involved with communities or had tax revenue in the state of nevada right. over a period of time
1: that makes more sense you know? yeah so with that said, with our background in Nevada, having the horticultural lighting business, and then our partners, one of the largest developers in the area. So uh, it just worked in our favor that we had done a lot for the community. So that worked out maybe yeah. in so our benefit.
3: I'm curious, uh, now that we've opened that can of worms, mm-hmm. the licensing, does the state benefit more from having growers Licensed, growing, and producing, and you know, manufacturing in the state, rather than yes. somebody getting a license and then somebody buying it, and then somebody getting a license and then somebody buying it. Yes, and so because on and so they forth.
1: want them to become fully operational for that revenue, right? right. So because if they, they get more don't tax ever, revenue, from yes, it, right? exactly. So if they don't become fully operational, they're not actually making any money. Right. So they they want to make their money. Okay. And,
2: and part of the deal with Nevada, um, after you know years going by and seeing how all this plays out is they're actually doing it right in mm-hmm. that versus California where they're slinging licenses with no cap on them just to get a lot of that initial upfront cost and fees for those licenses. Nevada has gone the complete opposite. Uh, it's a very hard process, mm-hmm. and they're matching th- the licensing of people that cultivate and produce to the dispensaries and only X amount of dispensaries are allowed county by county. Exactly. So it's a slow growth versus having a dispensary every 10 feet.
1: That slow and steady wins the race. Exactly. And when we submitted our licensing, our attorney apologized to our partner and said, I'm sorry, it doesn't look like you got it because only 4% of licenses got approved at that time. Mm. It just turned out that we were one of those 4%. Yeah. She says a lot
3: about the 4% that were even eligible I mean, I'm surprised there hasn't been a clause put into the legislation saying that out-of-state, you can't be an out-of-state license purchaser kind of thing. Like, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet.
1: And I think that because they make, they start a business in that state, yeah. so they're not out-of-state. So I know, like, one of the local companies we work with, or not work with, but compete against eventually, they have a license. They have, Facilities in Nevada, all over the East Coast, Florida, everywhere. So
2: Yeah, nationwide, and that's mm -hmm. that's part of the big business. So as each new state jumps on board, they might, well, they are becoming aware of that. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully that kind of plays out, you know, for their locals that have been doing this in the shadows and, and actually have the skill and the knowledge, versus just people throwing money at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course everyone wants to get in on it. Well, yeah. It's of the, course. It's the green rush. Well, yeah.
3: and so this is basically why you guys had to prove everything you were doing. Mm-hmm. Every step, the building had to be built by a certain date. And you oh, had to prove. Sure. Protection has. And, like, you had to go to, didn't you have to go to court? Uh, we did. We yeah. had to
1: go to, um, we had to go in front of the city and get special use permits to operate both That's businesses. And, right. We had seven out of seven committee members vote yes. So that was, it was a stressful process, but it went really well.
2: One thing I can say about that process is the time that we took, you know, doing that application was, it it was a ton. And, you know, it was daunting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just take one item at a time. Figure out the answer, get it filled in appropriately, and don't miss any steps. Mm-hmm. That being said, when we started working with the local entities of the planning department and the building department and the fire, fire departments, department. everyone has been so helpful. And it's yes. it's the deal is, is if you go into it thinking they're there for you, which is how it is, that you can't be scared to ask questions. You can't be scared to bug them because you're trying to get this complete you know, application or license or building plans submitted. So everyone that, you know, you would suspect would be, you know, maybe standoffish because of what it is, complete opposite. Everyone in the planning department, like I said, has just been so helpful. And so that's made it, you know, more enjoyable and and less of a burden. Mm
3: -hmm. I wonder if a lot of that has to do with the fact that you are a mom and pop. You literally are the definition yeah. of a mom-and-pop organization. And I think that
2: <laughs> that yeah. goes
3: a lot further these days than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that in some states, especially Nevada, you'll see that shift where the committees are like, yeah, we'd rather like have you because you know we know you're going to live here. Mm-hmm. And we know you're going to produce for us. And you're going to shop in our grocery stores. And you're going to pay all the taxes here. You're not going to live over there paying your taxes exactly. over there. We're not going to yeah. see a dime of it. And they see that you have your heart in it. I, like, I, I want to believe that yeah, that's... I want to believe that, too.
1: Like, i watched it so badly. And <laughs> especially because during that whole process, our daughter, she wasn't in school at that time. She yeah. did go to the planning department yeah. with us. She did go to the special use permit hearing. <laughs> she did go to the Department of Taxation almost every day with me because yeah. I had to go there every day. With questions, yeah. and and getting um, through to somebody on a phone call was not always that easy because, you know, I'm sure really is getting a lot so of calls. Yes,
3: it really does. And and it, way it really more
2: did, person.
1: and we got. I mean, everybody. Remembers her more than us.
4: Okay. Look, look.
3: How can you not remember that the kid. Lisa? She is vulnerable. I don't like superstar. kids. Yeah, I would steal her. Although <laughs> I have heard her get bossy, and I hand her back pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I think yes. you mentioned yesterday she. Oh, was, oh yeah,
1: she's my mini me. was like, close, is, she's a little you yelling, you yelling at you all day." Oh, she's doing really good. Yeah, she's doing awesome. She wanted to be here for this today, yeah. so we had to go through the whole reason why she couldn't be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time when we. Yeah. We're Next not talking time. too much shop. Yeah, and we can exactly. have her on and, and we can yeah. talk about
2: her a little bit more. Oh, she's yeah. got she'll very talk interesting a lot. Story. Yeah, she'll oh, yeah. tell her story oh, all yeah. day. She, she could fill up yeah. a few hours. That would be awesome.
3: <laughs> For sure. Yeah. No, she's a, she's one of those rare old souls.
1: Yes. How old is Khaleesi now? She just turned six. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Gosh,
0: she's so great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we keep throwing around Nevada. Yes. So you guys are going to be mainly operating out of Nevada, so our Nevada listeners will be able to enjoy your services. Of um, course, we'll be operating in
1: yes, we'll be operating in Carson City, Nevada. So not to be confused with Vegas. Mm -hmm. So we are Northern Nevada. So we'll be supplying all dispensaries in Reno and Carson City, as well as Vegas. Wow! Fantastic! yes. Yes. So we've already reached out to most of the local dispensaries, so they do know us. And we almost became growers for one of the local dispensaries at first. In 2016, we got hired by one of the dispensaries, the largest one in Carson City. And right as we were signing that contract, the guy called and said, we're going to go a different direction. Little did we know it was for it was,
2: the better. Yeah, Obviously. who yeah, was going to help the us? The universe yes. smiled yeah. upon
3: you. Yes, <laughs>
1: devastating back then, but really yeah. a blessing. Steered, <laughs>
2: steered us in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. it's funny how
3: that works. Yes. It? now it, we get to go for ourselves. Exactly. Yes, you're doing what you actually wanted, wanted to, to do. be doing. Exactly. Yeah. And you just needed that. Mm-hmm. Somebody needed to kick you off that curb. Exactly. I guess, and we so to failed. Speak. I
1: mean, <laughs> we failed a lot in the beginning. Got a lot of no's it was just dead end after dead end and we just knew this is it was almost like a divine calling this is what we have to do this is what we're gonna do
2: one of the things we've learned is is so often you know you get terms thrown around of you know oh work harder do this and that Mm -hmm. and you know and and as, as true as that is um you know this in particular really opened us up to is you know that's exactly the case if you truly want something bad enough you can get it what we learned is is in the beginning uh you know you'd get a lot of no's or a lot of shut doors or no answers to the questions they were asking so for us we learned to go and think outside the box and not accept no for an answer but go seek the solution to the problem Go find the answer. And that's probably the biggest thing we took away from this is that's why people get discouraged. It's almost designed to where if you're, you know, easily thrown off by a no, that's true. then you're going to stop doing it no matter what yeah. it is. So for us, it was, okay, we want this that bad that we're going to make it happen no matter what. And that's yeah. kind of how you have to go into... Anything.
3: It's like getting kicked off a horse. Yeah. If you want to ride that damn horse, yeah. you're going to get yourself up out of the dirt. Exactly. You're yeah. going to wipe yourself off. You're going to figure out what you did wrong. Yeah. And you're going to get back on that damn horse. Exactly. And just, this,
2: this came so quick as far as this green rush that that's where a lot of big business seemed to take control so rapidly the green rush. and dis- <laughs> discourage. People that have been doing it and and actually have, I think, a more of a legit right to be able to do it because they've been doing it the longest, you know. And so that's uh, the biggest lesson I think we took from the whole process was is just don't ever accept a no, keep going. Do you feel
0: like the stigma behind cannabis was probably creating a lot of those obstacles for me? Definitely.
3: Yeah. Definitely. Like personally or
2: professionally.
3: both
1: for me because I felt like a lot of people didn't want to answer my questions because they were cannabis questions and they didn't want to be affiliated with the answer if they were wrong so I feel like a lot of people just wouldn't answer my questions professionally and then um, individually it wasn't hard for me with family and, and very close friends but being a mom and then having those mom friends and those relationships I didn't want people to think A certain way of me, because of what we do.
3: Mm -hmm. Which I have to just going to tell you, as a friend, you Mm -hmm. do have to get over it. Because not only do you not present yourself in any kind of stoner hippie way, Uh there's no way you could. You walk into your house, it doesn't smell like weed. You don't Mm -hmm. have vines hanging drying on your walls like <laughs> no, you know no. what I mean like you're not yeah. you don't have dreadlocks you're you you no. you're not nothing the stereotype no, no nothing no I'm not, I'm not that there's anything wrong with I'm that I'm pulling stereotypes you know what I mean yes all the things that would make you suggest this person doesn't have their shit together but you too do have your shit together yeah. you have a beautiful home you have a beautiful daughter you have a beautiful mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm you, held, you keep yourself together very nicely. Like, Aww, walking you. down the street, you would just look at them and go, oh, they're a nice, successful family.
0: How, how do you uh, confront those people that might have a problem with you being a mom? Like, are there are there bickering other moms at school? Like... So
1: they're not bickering. I think that when they find out, they more or less avoid me. Or... Oh, okay don't talk to me. So more like I waved, I made a mom friend at school, like the first week of school. And then the next day I waved to her and she walked right by me. So just certain things are just like, I think that certain people still do have that stigma. So maybe those people just aren't our people. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's
2: okay. I think of it as, yeah, okay. as, as, as you can see now that it is, more you know public and 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 there's just such a wide variety of people that are benefiting from cannabis that that Mm. is definitely something that i still have to get used to coming from back in the day growing up in the foothills as Mm -hmm. brandon can attest to where it was basically gorilla farming you know and that is kind of and that's like one of those things that's 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 for me is hard to to get over, obviously I have now that we're this far into it. But I want to say it was, you know, maybe a year ago. I still felt kind of standoffish to talk about it to people. But we have a ton of friends—police officer friends, oh, yeah. firemen friends. The list goes on. Veterans. Veterans. The more that you talk about it here and there, the more you'll see that everyone for the most part, is open to listening to it and having a discussion about it and and us being on the other side of it to open their eyes to... That's
1: the part I love. ...the
2: benefits. Mm-hmm. So that's where it, it's, it's becoming much easier because you can see... The people that you're helping, and and that feeling alone is priceless. And and there you go. It's it's that, that just makes, makes
0: it easier. It makes it easier to to deal with those people that
2: are judging. Yes, yeah. those people.
1: I love when <laughs> I love when you have the biggest doubter or the biggest say hater of it, and you say, "Okay, so I had this one guy who he couldn't breathe. He's on oxygen 24 hours a day. Emphysema. Used to be a smoker. And he, I told him that I could make a respiratory stuff." cannabis is a bronchodilator and if used topically it can open your airways and then with the proper therapeutic grade oils you can raise your oxygen saturation so he didn't believe that and so i gave him a product and he used it and he's off oxygen all day all night and his doctor he's (laughs) he's sitting in his doctor's office and his doctor said you'll never be off oxygen as he's sitting there off of oxygen wow yeah.
2: so, so yeah, to this day just the doctor like that. Yeah. the doctor is still tripping out and scratching Doesn't his head it. as to why and it's incredible it's,
0: it's such a shame and it's so simple the solution is so simple it, it simple. really is
3: a shame that there is scientific data yes that has been done and researched we know it we know that there's the molecule in the brain that it, it attaches to perfectly I mean, it literally fills in what seems to be a gap in our brain.
1: Yes, we have a lot of CBD receptors in our brain, so it really
3: does help brain function. And then you have these doctors that go through, you know, 8, 10, 12 years of medical school, and they're just taught to not even accept that data. Of course. That it just, it boggles my mind. Thanks,
0: big farm. (laughs)
3: Actually, the fear that something like this could replace something like oxygen tanks... Or That's cancer oxy- medication. Oxycom. Everything. Anything that yeah. poses a threat to the yeah. big farm company, believe me, my uncle was, he'll always be, once once is, always will be, uh, a compound pharmacist. Mm-hmm. He was always looking for the next new ingredient. Yeah. If you look at it, there are hardly ever any compound pharmacists anymore because they don't want them looking for things. No. They, they don't want, to want them to challenge because parts. they look... There's things you can buy over the counter, which is the best cold and flu medicine you can get. What's the best one you get is a leave d Yeah. You know, it's it's 60 milligrams of Sudafed and 500 milligrams of naproxen. All of that can be bought generically over the... A lot of your prescriptions yeah. are just the same things on the shelf. You just have to double or triple up. Okay. Do not take that advice from me. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. do we your are research. Not, we are not doctors. Right. Right. <laughs> but if you have something that can potentially take somebody's basically their revenue source Mm -hmm. you're a threat to big farm in a lot of ways so they'll push it down and push it away because they don't think there's any money in it
2: there's 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 probably still remain remains a ton of money being thrown at opposing it through Mm -hmm. uh, you know legislation and big farm of course um but i think it's too far in the other direction Now they're probably leaning towards focusing on how can we get in on this. Mm -hmm. They better. And so that being said,
1: eventually that will be the case. Yeah, and
2: then us
1: small farmers can say no, no thanks.
4: Yes. So so (laughs) for me,
2: so for me, there's still that, you know. You can't be disrespecting the people that have been doing mm. this for the length of time, and I'm oh. talking about all of those people that have been breeding cannabis since yeah, you the know genetics. the '80s mm. and have mm. had it passed on from mm. parents to them, and that type of of due diligence in the darkness and the shadows of, of it being illegal is, you know, something that still needs to be, be there because it's very important. Without those people, we would not be where we are on the legal side of things. And that's where, you know, I, I really am excited to be able to doing this from the little guy aspect because there is so much of that already coming into play and that's something that needs to be curbed. And this is how we feel we can be a part mm-hmm. of that. We're
3: based, not to make a comparison... Well, I'm going to make the comparison. We're like, you guys are like the new age bootleggers.
1: Yeah, we like, are
3: kind of. like It's almost like we're going through our generation's prohibition. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the end of that. And those who stuck it out and did it behind closed doors and exactly. continued on the same path. Yeah. I mean, a
2: lot you, can, of similarities. you can walk
3: in and buy moonshine off the shelf now. Yeah.
2: yeah you know what I mean? similarities.
3: Very similar. And the way we
1: did things back in the day were very similar. Yeah. Very
2: secretive. I think bottom line, as far as like comparing Mm -hmm. to things like you know uh, traditional medication and things like that, it it blows my mind that you can watch a TV ad for a pill with a host of side effects. Oh,
3: Uh that are worse than the symptoms. And if you take the the
2: time to listen to those side effects closely, how you know it just blows your mind how there could even be. You know something like that that's available.
0: There's even there's even one of the disclaimers that makes me laugh every time. Like if the pill's called Fuck It All, it says if you're allergic to Fuck It All, you probably shouldn't take Fuck It All. And it's like it's, its how own, do you know
3: you're going to be allergic to it? Yeah. Yeah. Own,
0: it's all medication. Yeah, so stupid, yeah. mind so blowing. But um, so,
3: but if they didn't say it, I know, right.
0: yeah. well, it
1: probably happened to one person in the test group, so they have to say it. Of course, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so you mentioned gorilla farming, and there's still a lot of uh, negativity That goes along with cultivation of marijuana You know, There's uh, a lot of uh, Homicides are committed Because of people who have those types Of grow operations in their house And people just get a break in, steal their crop
2: steal yeah. their
0: cash because a lot of The other side of the, this whole thing is Federally you can't Use banks no. to deal With your, your finances if you're running One of these businesses so even if you're doing it Legitimately there's still those hoops That you have to jump through um, but when you're just doing it, it at your house or, you know, at, at, a, at a local commune, whatever it might yeah. be, there's that angle that you have to worry about, too. And how so how are you guys dealing with that type of a threat?
2: Um, well, for us, it's, you know, just I don't know. It, it's it's tough, uh, you know, up in our location. It's definitely not as prevalent. But in larger cities, you know, you definitely see that. Like I said, we have several police friends that tell us stories, of course. Um, and I think that's that's going to be there no matter what people are doing. There's always a criminal aspect to everything. Um, but it is a new set of problems that it poses. And, um, you know, for us, as far as our facility, there's a list secure. of secure... Uh, security measures that you have to take that are specked out prior to you know opening up.
1: Yeah, um, we have a twenty-page security plan, so oh it's pretty yeah.
2: intense. Yeah. I mean, barbed wire fences, yeah. cameras, recording. I mean, it's the list goes on and on. Everywhere, even, even through you know inside the facility, mm-hmm. as far as key-coded doors, only you know areas only certain allowed for certain people, even in the employees, things like that. So mm-hmm. those are things that we take very seriously, and um, you know, having friends that are in law enforcement, it's it's always good to, you as know, say, hey, you want to make another it's pass by our shop here and there for us? And yeah. so, you know, we respect that <clears throat> aspect of it 100%. Hopefully,
1: banking won't be an issue much longer because there are some new regulations coming to fruition with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, facilities like ours use armored trucks to take it to the tax place,
4: I think. <laughs> the money, the money
1: sorry, place the money place I'm so sorry I just gave okay. a lot a lot of the, information. the word just like left my
4: brain <laughs> we,
0: so
1: <laughs> I looked at him it. we don't necessarily disclose a basic,
4: where the
3: no, money check yeah. is Yeah. basically gone. you have a special <laughs> like, like, it's it's like, the like the a special IRS, credit union to the IRS it's almost like paying them directly and it's all armored
1: services none of us will ever have the cash or anything like that but
2: as
3: see him on the street? Yeah, don't, don't come here. We don't have
2: any as, <laughs> as, <broke>. <laughs> as the money ball keeps rolling and banking uh, you know looks at this it's like anything that's why they're you know working on declassifying it off of schedule 1 so mm-hmm. that yeah. obviously the banks are sitting back <laughs> seeing all these states go catch on to you know mm-hmm. to, to this business and they're just itching so at this point it's just a matter of time that so, it can be yeah, on, on the right so side of it so yeah. We
1: have people in our uh, close group uh, our working group too that are developing different programs that'll help businesses work business to business and things like that I can't disclose too much information right. about that because yeah. I don't really but it's have a, basically all. A, le- right. a legit way to yeah. help
2: in you know ahead of banking catching on.
1: Exactly yeah. so it's looking really promising as well.
0: Have you guys had any major scares in your experience of of growing or oh, yeah. distribution? Really? Well, yes. Anything you you'd like to
2: share? Any I don't stories? mind.
1: I don't mind sharing yeah. about it. It made so, us almost quit. I'm really surprised yeah. we are still cultivating because of this. Yeah. scenario. This
2: Basically, scenario. this is you know, uh, this is right up the questions alley there. But I'll just say you're not living until you've had a gun put in your face. <laughs> Wow. So oh. that being said, yeah. uh, there was an incident that happened. Long and, and, before we
3: had our daughter. Yeah, <laughs> this
2: was before our daughter, and it was... Um, no uh, childs
3: were involved. Were uh, no. uh, <laughs>
2: a, a neighbor, you know, was renting his house, right and I said, oh, you know, I got a friend that, 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 that would be interested, and so he ended up renting to my friend, and my friend ended up doing his own thing under a medical license legit for a himself a legit in the garage. Row. Yeah. So this guy's son... Um, you know lived up in Oregon and uh, during that time the father passed away Uh, super cool guy super cool neighbor and the son uh, you know caught wind from one of the dad's friends that was just basically doing drive-bys and chucking on the house and just kind of basically looking after the property well, one day he saw a bunch of cars with different license plates in front of and it,
4: trash, yes.
2: and trash and stuff like this. And so he told yes. the son, "Hey, I think you got to get down there and check on this house." So, um, of course, these are the worst kind of people. Um, tweakers uh, were knocking. They came that night, you know, and it was probably three I want to guess, four the, in the they, morning. yeah, three or four in the morning. They were sitting out in their trucks in these yards. Uh, three of them, uh, two guys and a lady. All of them packing banging on my door first thing in the morning and of course I shoot out of bed wondering what's going on is something on fire what's what's happening and I open the door to this guy stuffing a gun in my face not
1: only that he was yelling at us to put our gun down we don't have guns
2: we don't own guns so this shows you the level of how wound up these people were All of them reaching behind their backs, just like
4: wow.
2: oh my gosh. So I, you know, just they kept took them home. out of our house. They said oh, I got some questions about the neighbor, and, and so we walked over there. Uh, my friend wasn't there at the time; his two of his roommates were, and they were just fully wound up and and just couldn't believe that we were doing this and that. And so we were desperately trying to get our friend over here to explain. And bottom line, this guy is an outdoor grower. In Oregon. So it's just... It's In the just... part
1: of Oregon where they make their own laws, where the the cops don't even yeah. go. It's yeah. called like the Emerald Triangle. It's, yeah. it's it is.
0: like the yes. Murder... Is this like... Similar yes, to murder like mountain? Murder it's similar, Mountain, but yeah.
3: it's right above it yeah. Yeah. in there, Oregon. Murder yeah. Mountain yes. is only... Uh, it's right there. Right there at the border of yeah. Oregon and California. It's way it's above way So, up so up there's border. Murder yeah. Mountain and the Emerald, Emerald triangle, triangle, triangle to yes. completely
0: avoid. Yes, Yes.
3: Avoid so, that at all costs. So
2: our friend finally made it there, you know, that was the one renting, came off of work, and after getting a million phone calls... And bottom line, as the crank was wearing off, they were starting to settle down. And, you know, um, calmer heads prevailed. Nothing went down other than they they basically robbed him, took Mm -hmm. everything that he had, you know, harvested, whatever, and just said, we're taking this straight up. And, of course, not wanting to rock any of the boat. It was... It just was what it was. And it was... Very disheartening, like Carissa said. It was almost a point of, like, what are we doing? You know, I mean, obviously this had nothing to do with us, but it was still there. Too close to home. It was
1: crazy because what are we doing and why are we still doing it? Mm -hmm. Because at that time, it was... It wasn't what it is now for us we were just we didn't know why we were doing it now I think it's because we were literally called to keep doing it Mm -hmm. to get where we are now Mm -hmm. to help the people we helped so it is weird we kept going after that and then not even just after that they built this house next door here and so when that was getting built um, they ended up thinking they were gonna have a problem maybe selling it because one day they had you know I don't. I'm not sure exactly how they caught on, but they called the cops and fire department. They ended up coming here, and that was another like, ugh, what are we doing? But, but of course they came. That through went really
2: well. And and it went to what, what Haley had mentioned earlier that we wouldn't fit into that typical mold. So exactly. of course we invite you know the sheriff's department in Sunday morning. Hey, you know what's going on? Oh, we had a smell complaint, and come to find out it was only because. The guy that built the house was trying to sell the house and Mm -hmm. he basically called the cops on us because he was worried it wasn't gonna sell for whatever weird reason. (laughs) So So sternly
3: have smell issues here anyway. You can't smell that's what that's what that's
2: what the complaint was. It's funny because we've
3: been here all year all seasons of the year. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have and not once have you ever have we ever smelled it.
1: And people that don't know we do what we do come Mm -hmm. here and have no
2: idea. So
1: That was just one of those rare, yeah. And they,
2: they saw that we were compliant, uh, you know. And they got the fire department check
1: our wiring. Nothing they could wow. do about but it. All the,
2: they it's all said this is high and tight, and basically, best they've ever seen. High fived us and, and went <laughs> on, literally and went love on their way.
3: And to this
2: to this day, <laughs> we, see we, we, we still see the yeah, same like, Hi. officer, it's and we're friends with
3: them. Yeah, like you guys don't start. You don't create drama you don't create criminal activity you are not the problem you're not what they look for yeah. y- you guys pay your taxes you you exactly you're part of the community you're not in it for you're not in it for the money you never were no. you didn't even know why you were in it first it was just like a, a
1: it's never been for money with us right. it's always it's, been
3: a we have look at what we did for that person it's not your passion it's your purpose exactly and that's why you're doing it even when you don't know why you're doing it mm-hmm. it's just it's something you're supposed to be doing so we
1: agree you're always
3: gonna like go back to that yeah for whatever reason this is your purpose
0: mm-hmm. so chris i see you brought some some notes
3: oh yeah what,
0: what is this fancy laminated?
1: <laughs> it's just um different cannabinoids different terpenes how they work in your body um the Medical benefits of different cannabinoids.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe explain what a terpene is to people. Yeah. So, a That's- terpene
1: is actually so there's terpenes in everything. There's 20,000 different terpenes. You can find them in mangoes, lemongrass, thyme, lemon lime, things like that. Um, there's a hundred, more than a hundred different terpenes in cannabis alone. So, what that means is terpenes are Um, basically like the unique flavors and aromas Mm -hmm. in the cannabis. So say you get a, a nug that smells more like citrusy. So that's probably high in limonene. So that's good for things like energizing you, uplifting you, relieving stress, things like that. So Finding that right terpene for your ailments important and then also if you're just a connoisseur that can add flavor to your cannabis things like that We have a strain that's really fruity and everyone always asks us if we infuse the terpenes (laughs) We don't do anything like that. We don't alter our cannabis We don't process our cannabis more than we have to. Right. So, and the only process we will be doing in the future is CO2 extraction, and then I'll still infuse butters and oils for our Mm -hmm. creams and topicals, things like that. But, um, yeah, knowing your terpenes. So how do you find
0: out what your terpene is?
1: So... What, you know, like basically what's wrong with you? Okay. So, or what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. Are you looking for something more calm? So if you want something more calm, you would do like terpenoline, which is more piney smell or taste. So really you can, once
3: you learn the different terpenes, Mm -hmm. you can really do it by smell. Yes. So you can
1: kind of go, oh, well, this one's going to have this in it. This one's going to have this So just doing your research and knowing that terpenes are
3: out there is helpful. Which can in conjunction with those terpenes enhance the effects. Of course. Which is what we're learning. So something I've always known is that mango can increase the intensity of your high or and it but it depends on what strain you're smoking it with or taking it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's like it starts with an m is it my my cream? My cream is your that's mango. The, yeah. That's the and mango that's also
1: one. like lemongrass, thyme. Mm-hmm. It's relaxing, calming, synergistic with THC. Yep. So, yeah, that would be
3: But it can't be the It's not dried mango. It's got to be fresh mango. Mm-hmm. I have to if you Live. guys, seriously, <laughs> smoke a bowl, slice up a mango, and sit back. <laughs> Trust me on this one. You'll feel the
0: difference.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so there's, there's a lot of science behind this. And are you going to make sure. a lot of this information available of course. to the public?
1: So what I want to do is I've been working on our website for a few years now. And I want to have all of the different terpenes on there, what ailments they're good for. I want you to be able to put what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And then our system recommend an edible, if you want an edible, the topical, and a flower. So you can choose from... If you're not an edible person, you can't ingest edibles, your heart races, you get too anxious, you can't handle the feeling, things like that, then you're probably a a person who would benefit from smoking it or using a topical. Mm -hmm. So and the only way to really find that out is by testing things and seeing how you feel, because literally every person is
3: different. And every strain is different. Everyone every one that we strain. get from you guys is a Completely little different. different. It, it, it's mm-hmm. like one will make me feel really good and hot and, like, floaty. Another will make me feel very focused and, and you know, pain-free. And another
0: gives me the giggles like you wouldn't believe. I
1: love the giggly ones. I love. That's why I like <laughs> sour diesel. It's a giggly weed for me.
0: <laughs> so, so do you guys plan on having, like... Since we're mentioning that the flavors and strains are different, they might taste different every time, do you Mm -hmm. plan on having, like, a consistent, like, this is, like, the reserve blend, and that you'll have, like, one consistent one so people can keep going to those specific
2: strains we're yeah, going to we, have
1: 20 consistent strains wow That's yeah a lot. we, yes. we want to
2: be able to basically there's a, there's something out there for everybody so we feel that if we can have a wide variety of strains then we're going to be able to reach out and help more people um of course it would be fun too, to you know save some things for seasonal mm-hmm. you yeah, know yeah. yields things like that the the holiday, blend, blend. Yeah, the yeah. holiday blend the summer blend you mm-hmm. know what i mean sure so, yeah, kind of create the mood and the, and yeah. the feeling
3: like if you want something that makes you warm sure. and toasty that's going to be your new year Christmas blend yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it'd be nice to come up with like a subscription box and have like yeah, like, a charmer, have like a boxy charmer like Curology yes, yeah.
0: yes. I
3: would love that, that yes. that's I think better.
0: that's makeup that's <laughs> it
3: is <laughs> you knew it, but so like your Curo- Curology is Um, not that I use it, but their platform is similar to what you're describing is you go through and you personalize what you need Mm -hmm. and you get so many products and your boxy charms, the same, these subscription boxes, Mm -hmm. not that we're going to, it's the way I'm saying it now is starting to cheapen it, but it's not supposed to be like that. (laughs) No,
1: but it would be nice to have like. Like a box with a variety yeah, each yeah. month like that you're subscribed I to I get that. a pain
3: cream, yeah. a flower and I'm I'm begging for a lip balm because yes. I get the disgusting cold sores and I
1: have made those before and I'm so
3: sorry I don't mm-hmm. have no, one for you today don't apologize <laughs> but I just it would be you know it's funny you mentioned um, I didn't know about the bronchial yes. expanding mm-hmm. and when I was sick recently I was using the pain cream
1: and I did put a respiratory set in your box See? this time
3: and I was using the pain cream alongside with my Vicks, and, it, and works. i feel like it helps better. It does. And I just had, um, so I had cool sculpting done on my chin, like mm. just over a week ago. So it's still really puffy and tender. I want that? Yeah, I <laughs> it's so cool. I'll tell you more later, okay. but um, but it's really very tender. I, I don't want to downplay. Like it's not like you go I in. Bet. Yeah, it's like for the first couple of days it was really, really just numb mm-hmm. and just really puffy, and now it's just puffy and like. Just this is like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. So I've been using the pain cream right here and it's been doing wonders. It's Good. been working on my fasciitis on my foot. It works on all of my joint pains. I have joint pains everywhere. You know, I, I just want to bathe in that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: pain cream's really helping so many people and us too. He hurt his neck recently mm-hmm. and couldn't move at all. So that was really helping him with his mobility. And then our daughter has growing pains. And so we've yep. been putting the pink cream on her, and it doesn't go through your transdermal layer or get into your bloodstream. So you can use the topicals.
3: You're not going to get high from it. Exactly. At all. It's we just even have veterans that
1: use our yep. topicals, and if you, <clears throat> so veterans are not allowed to use cannabis because they'll lose their va benefits it's a federal program so federally they're not allowed to so we do have a guy that gets tested every three months and he's been using our topicals for two years and does not test positive
2: ever It's, it's one of those things that we hope to think outside the box on once we get going is to try to Break down those barriers, especially if things go the way
1: we want to work with of, the VA. of it being yeah.
2: declassified, banks jumping on board, this, that, and the other. That would open, I believe, the gates to being able to help veterans in a way that they aren't going to be looked at as, as you know... That same old stigma. So that's something that we're hoping to really get involved with once once we get up and running because wanna, it's it's a it's a big deal to us.
3: I want to put a pin on our vision board because mm-hmm. we all talk about this all the time. Like you guys, the people listening to this podcast, this may be the first time you're hearing this, but this is a discussion that we've been having for years now. Yeah, constantly coming up with ideas. But I just want to put a pin on the idea of your pain cream being used in pharmacies. I would love it. Like a f- like you guys created the formula mm-hmm. and it becomes a new medication. Like it would be amazing. Right? Like yeah. you guys are the new farm.
4: Yeah. Well, you see
0: a, you see a lot of CBD products. <laughs> there's CBD now is in every grocery store. You yeah, know, like there's dog treats, there's creams, there's other yeah, you know, various products that, that are CBD infused. So <laughs> are you guys planning on getting into the CBD industry as well? Like, is oh, that yes. all in conjunction with?
2: We are. But yes. I think, again, for us, too, we're, we're seeing that it's the combination of things. And, is... and the more you try to break down and isolate, I think you get further away from that plant's, you know, um, purpose, which is uh, it's it's pretty much good to go in raw form. So the more that you can, you know, work together with all of these, because there's so many compounds, and CBD is such a buzzword, but of course, you know, there's, you know, everyone reacts differently to THC. So I understand that there is a need to make products without it, but um, we will be definitely, um, We're you know. working
1: with a lot of outdoor hemp farmers, and we've also acquired a building that we may grow indoor hemp in, or we may make it another processing facility depending on demand Mm -hmm. so um, there are a lot of different options for us in the future with CBD we are big believers in CBD we just maybe have done a lot of experimenting and we've come to the conclusion it's best to add that hemp CBD in with a little Cannabis THC right, and CBD. It's, it's more
3: of the full spectrum. Yes, exactly. exactly. We've been finding the same things. We use a lot of CBD mm-hmm. for Walter and like for us. And the thing that I found Walter's most, our dog. Yeah, Walter. Yes. Well, yeah, Walter's the dog. <laughs> um, we found that it has to be and say full spectrum. Yes. Because otherwise, it just doesn't cut it, or you need so much more of it. It's yes. just not a viable source.
1: Yeah. No. And to get full spectrum now, you have to get it at a dispensary. Mm -hmm. You can't get it at where we were getting it before, health food stores, things like that. So now you can only get CBD isolates at health food stores, which isn't as beneficial. It can help anxiety. It can help pain. Maybe not extreme chronic pain, things like that. But CBD... that THC
3: molecule in there, I feel like.
1: Or full leaf extract, yeah. full spectrum, anything like that is more beneficial. The more you process it, the less beneficial it is. Right.
3: So, it's like with anything, you exactly. over process food, you're going to take everything and all the nutrients out of it.
1: Exactly. And we want to help people, so we're trying to process everything as little as we can. Right. So,
2: basically, when you're looking at it from a grower's aspect, every grower is trying to do whatever they can to help that plant reach its is genetic potential. So, if you think about it, like you go to all the trouble to you know reach that, then why would you go and basically reverse that as far as breaking it down, Break down. Yeah. down yeah. over processing things like that? So, um, yeah, that's kind of a
3: mention. Over processing and processing so much causes it's more cost. It's
2: very,
1: very expensive yeah. to process things in your CO two extraction machine, even with. I I mean, we're not as familiar with processing with butane and those kinds of chemicals. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the more you process it, the more expensive it gets. So one pass-through of, say, 60 pounds of biomass is $55,000. That's Mm -hmm. a lot. So it adds up. And that's one pass-through. So that's not even your final product. So Mm -hmm. say that's hemp. Um, Say you have 2% hemp. And you want ten per, or two percent CBD in your hemp, and you want ten percent. So that person with two percent hemp has to put it through that machine five times, compared to the person with ten percent, who mm-hmm. only has to put it through the machine once. Wow! So to get just, the to get that product. So sorry, that might be confusing for
3: everyone the way I said that because numbers people, are some, sometimes yeah, hard it's to, hard follow, to yeah. Yeah.
0: Basically, it comes down to the money that it yeah. costs to, to get to that final product. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So if you if you're taking a lower quality product and yeah. you're processing it and processing it, yeah. it's going to be more expensive. Way more expensive. than if you just started from the ground up yes. with a better quality product anyway. And and you're like the sea crop, you know, your better nutrients and things like that because mm-hmm. it if you're processing it so much, it must not have reached its best potential. Exactly. So and been, that's
1: kind of what I was trying to say yeah. in a really confusing way. <laughs> we got there. We got
3: there. It was a long walk. <laughs> um,
0: so I've been lucky enough to see your your operation, maybe not the full-scale operation, but um, your growing operation. And Cheddar, you're... You're like a mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, without giving any away of your trade secrets, you do grow indoor. Yes. Do you find that the product is better grown indoor versus outdoor?
2: Um, as better for me is is cleaner. So in that aspect, yes. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, how long I've been doing this and, and, and the quality that we have achieved is... You know, it's, it's, it's there because of the time that's been invested. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, more than just a hobby. So that being said, you start to really research and dig into, you know, how do plants, you basically teach yourself, uh, you know, uh, over 20 plus years, you're going to, you're going to figure th- some things out just through trial and error. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, a labor of love for sure. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. This Absolutely. wise Canadian once said. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's where I, I get, get the, uh, the quality for me. is just time invested uh, along with, I'll say it again, genetics. Mm-hmm. Genetics is key. Um, that's going to be something that's going to be interesting as, as things become more commonplace with cannabis. Uh, you're going to start to see people try to trademark and patent genetics. And why not, right? If there's money in it, then that's Mm -hmm. what they're going to do. But um, thankfully, there's a lot of people that have, like I said, been doing this for so long that those quality genetics are still available and um, prevalent, which is why, you know, we have such good quality that we have.
0: How do you determine what is a good genetically sound product?
2: For me, it starts from, you know, um, sprouting seeds. You can start at that point and see how quickly they germinate Uh, any you know given um, person that you get get genetics from you can see you know how well they uh, you know start basically and then from there it's watching the growth rate the growth pattern what's the structure like you know, you get to a point where you start to sex out males from females, and then you can, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you, you have to can put your see finger in their <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so you feel around, and,
4: yeah. and,
2: and and you begin to figure out, you know, okay, what's 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 a better quality <laughs> growing plant, and then from there you you know flower the product and see, okay, wow, this was a really good yielder, and then from there, okay, this tested very you know high, uh, and 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 so that's... That's kind of what I look for is, is from the beginning, you know, structure of plant, how they grow, how they yield.
0: And a lot of this is be, because where you're at now is a lot of, a lot of it is probably because of this collective that you've grown over the years, pun intended, Yeah. Um, with people that you trust. Yeah. Like a genetics guy. You know, yeah. There's actual people that are out there that are doing mm-hmm. this genetic work
2: yeah. for you. I'm going to give a shout out to one of our favorite breeders, <laughs> uh, Mad Farmer. Uh, Grew up in the Central Valley. And just to give you an example of, like, how the lineage works and and, and what I'm talking about as far as people that have been doing this. So his aunt, in the early 80s, went to Afghanistan on a peacekeeping mission and brought home some land-race Afghanistan seeds. Um, His dad was big into breeding and taught him and his brother. And so that's, you know... That's where you get people that have been doing it for so long that, again, through time have been able to, uh, you know, get those quality traits that are desirable through breeding and not inbreeding so that they can have those quality, um, you know, uh, pieces to the puzzle that are still available. So um, that's, that's, you know, one of many uh, that have been doing it for a long time, and that's where you're going to find quality product.
0: I think a lot of people don't understand that the strains that we're smoking today derive from like a handful of yeah. original strains. Yeah, so you right. mentioned yeah. going to Afghanistan to get yeah. the you know the Afghan Kush. Yeah, yeah. There's that's where it came from. Yeah. In, yes. in the Middle East, a lot of the, the yeah. original strains came from there. I'm
3: not even sure. So, I guess because my family has been not only growing and smoking since way before I was born, mm-hmm. um, the stuff that I started smoking from my family is was at the time, like 40 generational strains. Like, from original seeds yeah that it's not been cultivated, it's outdoor grown it's more natural it's a little bit different than what you would expect yeah that shit will fuck you up like (laughs) it is like it's the difference between you know organic and and like clones like it's just with i imagine with the same thing with any kind of cloning process eventually it's just going to start breaking down and degrading but if you're growing traditionally where it's it's original seeds and you're Mm -hmm. harvesting those seeds and you're producing more and more and more it's just a completely different animal
2: yeah i think it's like you're saying you know geographically you'll have those varying strains from like Mm -hmm. you said the middle east to south america Mm -hmm. to the hills of nepal i mean it just goes on and that's where you're your, your quality, uh, genetics are, are, you know, trying to reach back to those different land mm-hmm. race strains and breeding those mm-hmm. to kind of get back to that, you know, um, idea of it being from completely separate areas to, um, you know, achieve a plant that's new and interesting and, and beneficial. So it's 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 cool to see, you know, how far reaching this plant is globally because it is one of very few things that can grow from the tip of Alaska to the equator and flourish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So see, it is found on every continent, yeah. isn't
3: yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean aside
0: from Yeah. uh Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah. 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 yeah, Yeah. I mean
2: yeah. <laughs> not on <in> Antarctica. <laughs> the penguins, <laughs> they love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 just cool that it is something that is uh, you know, Worldwide, What's,
0: yeah. what it, what is your favorite strain?
2: Uh, <laughs> all too of many them. to pick from. <laughs> all of them. It depends I mean, on the move, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is 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 you can just I don't know.
0: Is there I one like... that's easier to work with, like when it comes to cultivation? Well, after... for me,
1: all indicas are easier yeah. to work with.
0: Really, yeah, I love it. Their leaves yeah. are
1: their leaves are hardier. They don't get as bushy as a sativa, and they are far more easier to trim. and i do all of the trimming so i would prefer all except for i like to smoke Sativas. I like smoke. Well, but I, I like to grow indicas. I like smoking my sativas during
3: the day, and I like my indicas at night. That's like that's kind of a that's basic rule. It's a really yeah, basic rule. Yeah, I think rule. that's
1: basic. Me yeah. too. Yeah,
3: indica makes me horny. Sativa makes me giggly. Yeah, yeah. our
1: house, yeah, our house bells is a tip, is a really uh, horny. Yeah, yeah your house bells
3: <laughs> is, is appropriately named because holy.
0: Yeah. You're going to have to have your own adult section. Oh, we are. I'm going to
1: make, actually, like, I don't know, a lover's box, I guess. Perfect. I make a lube. It's actually more of, like, a butter that you put on, like, 30 minutes before you get down.
3: That's derived from Hell's Bells. You're screwed. And it (laughs) creates.
1: It creates. (laughs) It's supposed to make your hoo-ha feel stoned and also create. A
3: lot
1: more moisture. Yes. So yeah, I can it's attest to the more moisture I, thing
2: on the hill. Yeah, like I remember I smoking it and going <laughs> high humidity. And <laughs> humidity. everybody that does that one about. is
1: like, "Are you kidding?" That one is like, "I gotta go get down right now."
3: Yes. Wow. I like I know. Yes. Yeah, I, I love.
0: Be. I love that one. <laughs> so have you guys heard of these suppositories that they've been trying out? I've
1: like, heard of that for like colon cancer. Okay, but not
0: for sexual not for reasons. sexual reasons no. we yeah. did one
1: once so it was the hoo-ha one didn't
0: really do anything did nothing it, did it? Yeah.
1: not yeah. a thing That's so a- I think my butter will do what that is supposed to do and it, it will make it
0: taste delicious <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> butter so
4: <laughs> well it's like okay, okay. <laughs> you want
2: to so take weird. about 25% off you, yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we look forward to that testimonial <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> well,
2: be
4: anonymous
3: so we want uh, to know if if you can remember mm-hmm. in a in, tell your story of the first time you got high
1: i know mine exactly tell i it. just told uh, I him the other day
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: i actually went to visit my brother in college he was at university of san diego and him and a bunch of his fraternity brothers were at his dorm and they were hitting a massive bomb. It One was of those twelve long. It was long. giant. <laughs> yeah. I had never seen a bong before. I had never smoked weed before. Nothing. So they're like, okay, you wanna hit it? And I didn't I just I was very shy. Mm-hmm. And so I said yes. And I didn't know that you have to pull the carb on a bomb. Oh, did uh-huh. So I just kept hitting
4: it and hitting it and hitting it
1: more. And then, all of a sudden, one of the guys pulled the carb, mm-hmm. and I took all of it straight to my dome. I felt so paranoid, so shy. I can't shy. believe you remember it. <laughs> I was, I, that's all I remember was how paranoid I was around yeah. all these college guys, and here I was. We went out in San Diego. How old were you at the time? 16, 16. 17, oh maybe at the most, and I was just quiet. As, I i don't think I said one word.
0: Yeah. I was just so shy
1: and paranoid.
0: I think that's. That was uh, my first time. What, what was what was your first time? Oh, it's Do you too
3: cliche to say because I, I honestly can't remember.
0: Really?
3: <laughs> I can remember certain times of being like stoned like that mm-hmm. that were definitely in my early days. Yeah. Like the time I I, I mean, you guys even to this day, you're not going to believe how much I smoked that day, <laughs> and I can't believe I remember. I'll tell you one story. I think I was 16. Yeah, I was 16. And uh, my boyfriend at the time was 18 and his friend was 19. So they had a little apartment just around the corner from my house. So I go hang out there all the time. I was always pitching in for weed. I had a restaurant job just across the street. My tips went straight to the weed pile. Like we basically had like, <laughs> the three of us were such potheads together. We had like, uh, just these, Just it was like, the tip pile or the extra cash, and then we'd go buy our weed and we would all like divvy it up equally and we'd smoke it together. Like, we never, like it, was, it was a rule now. Except for his, his roommate would stash a nug every once in a while out in the open in his rock collection. <laughs> so nobody knew it was like his emergency stash and nobody knew it was ever there because it just looked like one of the, the other the rocks. Gems. Yeah, it was real because he had like different styles. And, anyways, that's another story. But I bet
1: that didn't get dried out at all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
4: I'm just
3: kidding. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. it wasn't great. But it was funny. It was I'll tell you that story. It was funny. Um, but we had a six foot bomb. Mm-hmm. Six footer. And
1: we stood to at the top of the stairs. Yeah, we had to stand on the top of the
3: <laughs> <Yes>. couch,
0: <laughs> and it takes two
3: people because somebody yeah. had somebody to pull it to for it it for it at you at the bottom. Yes, <laughs> you never hit a six footer.
0: I've never used one of those. Oh, it's pops. so fun! <laughs> I wish we
3: had one right now. To I will get. A, a, we could make a six footer in an afternoon.
0: Oh, oh, we'll oh so of course, well, Do you, do you remember? <laughs> you
3: remember Pox? I'm sure he has
1: PVC. Okay, right. So
3: the pod containers basically oh. became bongs. Oh, right. yeah, pugs. So it was a purple six-foot bong, right? just <laughs> oh clear plastic, right? Yeah. Oh. And on top of that, we rolled a, just a split. Just huge. Like, it was... We used a uh, um, Swisher Sweet roll, uh-huh. and we we cleared it out, and we filled... And then we rolled it in, like, some sort of... I, I guess it was like the honey. It was some sort of sticky, oh, yeah. tacky. At the time... I don't know what it was because it's not what we have now.
4: Yeah.
3: We hit the six-foot bomb, and then we sat around smoking this joint. And I'm telling you, the only memory I have, it was like a dream. It was like everything around me went completely black except for what was in front of me. And at some point, I ended up backwards over the couch for like an hour and a half just sitting there. You, I've never been more – the only other time I can remember being that stoned – I left food in my mouth for, like, an hour. Oh, my head, gosh. I was camping, no. and I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> so I forgot food in my mouth.
4: That's
3: hilarious. So, but, no, I can't, I can't remember the exact first time. I think it was with Jason Lucchese and my sister and they got me high so that I'd leave them alone so I probably was 12 <laughs> in. see oh I tried I tried when
1: I was 12 because yeah. my cousins were about 5 years out. older yeah. and they were out by our chicken coop smoking uh-huh. so my cousin and I were like Let's go out there and try. But we were 12 or 13 and they said no to us and wouldn't let us. So, my sister <laughs> had to wait a few years. It was one of those, here,
3: you want to see what we're doing? Oh, go for it. No, they yelled at us. Let's yeah, get no. out
1: of here. My, oh, God. Yeah, go <laughs> out
2: there.
4: this so dumb.
2: My first time, or uh, maybe not the first, but the most memorable mm-hmm. one of the first times <laughs> was freshman year. I got a brother that's two years older than me, so he was a junior, I was a freshman. And um, that was when we first started, you know, being introduced to the weekend parties. Mm -hmm. And, you know, growing up in the foothills, someone's parents were always out on vacation or away. So that's just where any given party was. And I'll never forget driving to said party there was a let me back up There's a place where everyone used to hang out in the middle of town at Placerville and at that time it was at the McDonald's Taco Bell <laughs> you could ride your skateboards in the parking lot anyway everyone would pre-party before the party so I remember jumping in the truck and two of my uh, brother's friends uh, two cheerleaders uh, threw me in the truck with them. So I'm sandwiched between hoot, two hot ass cheerleaders on my way to a party. One of them busts out a giant golf ball of green weed, and that was the first good time I girl. saw really good quality quality green weed. Nice. And so on the way and getting to this party, oh, I'm getting smoked out with these cheerleaders, uh, I was in heaven. So that was my first most memorable time.
1: No wonder we grow. (laughs) It's good
0: times. (laughs) My buddy, uh, you know, also growing up in the foothills, um, my buddy's dad grew in his backyard. And so my friend. Wasn't supposed to take the stash from his dad's drawer, but he decided this one night we would. And I actually waited until I was eighteen to do him in anything. Like my, my parents got a divorce right around the time that I graduated high school, and so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go drink beer, I'm gonna go smoke weed. Let's just you know, let's just do it. Um, and this one night, my buddy got some some of his stash out of his dad's drawer, and uh, he rolled a joint, and it was just me and him and one other friend. And we hot boxed his old ass Volvo in the, in the garage in the garage of the the house there. And I coughed like a motherfucker. This you know total rookie move, and um, I didn't expect anything to happen. And then when it did, it was like time stopped. <laughs> you know, so we smoked. And we were listening to music, and the oh, music yeah. was just becoming like you could see the sounds and you could smell just like you know the the lead singer's breath if you wanted to um but when we went inside we went to the bedroom and continued to listen to music and i'm laying down on the bed and i'm watching my buddies and they stop and i'm like what are you guys doing and they're like nothing <laughs> and it i felt like minutes had passed where they were just standing in one spot it was just a moment But I was just sitting there, like almost like time had stopped for a a good, solid three minutes or whatever it was. And then finally, the munchies kicked in. And I never tasted popcorn so good. Is that why you love
3: popcorn so much? I've always loved popcorn, but the popcorn
0: tasted exceptionally good. And at that moment, I, I thought, wow, this is some of the best feeling in the world. I'm never going to taste food so good. <laughs> the food, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, oh, you know,
1: when you first start smoking The first smoking munchies. Food. We need to talk munchies, about some first munchies.
0: <sighs> the first munchies were the best experiences, uh, but, you know, the munchies now are still good. Uh, but then as <laughs> yeah, the years, but
3: you're getting older and we get fat when we eat too yeah, many. And they kind of go away. Smoothies. It does go away.
0: Our yeah, munchies just, become more expensive is what it comes down to. Yeah, but honestly, and as I grew older, I it wasn't all about the party drug anymore. Yeah, you know, it was more about the benefits exactly.
2: that I got from it,
0: and it, it it the allure of using weed for a good time is still there. Like it's a good escape for you I, know, weekends and stuff like that. When but we were
3: smoking, I don't think any of us could have ever imagined the benefits that were coming from it. Exactly. No, not at all. Yeah. Because it was fun. Because for ten
1: years it was just all about partying yeah. for for me at least, and then when I hit twenty six. I started realizing the medical, medicinal benefits of it. And that's when I started making stuff. You
3: know, it's funny. I never was a big partier like as a teenager. I never went to, I didn't, I like my first house party. I think I was like 18 or 19. You know, I wasn't, I didn't go to a traditional high school. I was homeschooled. So I didn't have a lot of like friend circles like that. Mm -hmm. And even when I did smoke as a teenager, it wasn't about partying. It was literally kind of about getting the munchies and just like chilling out like we would watch we'd play video Cinema games class. like it would be Excuse me. Sorry. Just a couple of friends sitting around, getting high, hanging out by the listening pool. Listening to music. Just, just listening to music. That's all we
1: would do is listen to music and play Cruisin' USA. Yep. The, the car racing yep. game.
3: That's
1: awesome. We would play that all the time and listen to Tool, Incubus. And Incubus? Like oh, oh, my Incubus God. Incubus was my... If
3: you didn't start the session with Incubus, you didn't know oh, what you were doing. Incubus, <laughs> back in my early 20s, oh, in a yeah. video
1: game, was that was
3: Yep. That's
1: awesome. We would never smoke and go
3: out. No. We would smoke and stay home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So did we. It was like, exactly. if we smoked and went out, I was an idiot. I couldn't go out. I didn't like it. I was it. paranoid back
1: then, shy, embarrassed. Yep. I felt like everyone knew that I was stoned.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and well, they're even, all looking at me.
0: <laughs> and even then, it was still shunned upon. To, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. To
3: really shunned out. upon. Yeah. So, yeah. Chad, what was your first munchie? Like, did you have that experience?
2: Um, I did, but not what would be typical I, as far as what I remember, um, you know, munchie wise, I think it was going to be ice cream. My oh, best friend, Mark Ham, his yes. older sister, uh, worked at 31 flavors in that same said pre-party <laughs> parking lot. And so, yeah, it going to be ice cream for sure. Oh yeah. But for us... We were, um, I'll go, I'll call them active smokers. So for us, all, yeah. you know, being into skateboarding since day one as a kid. We would smoke and skateboard, and mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily around people. But for example, we lived out on five acres, and we're fortunate enough to be able to build a giant half pipe where we could invite our friends over. And so for us, it was always skateboarding yeah. every day after school, before school, and then from there it went into snowboarding. Yeah, same. so it was always something. And we would active. just
1: smoke on the mountain. Way way more,
2: way more enjoyable, uh, I feel than than you know not doing anything and smoking. Yeah, Uh, see,
3: ours was like we would do nothing certain times, but like my aunt has a really nice pool; it was always open mm -hmm. to me, still is. (laughs) You guys ever want to come swimming? It's one of those. She she's always grateful when somebody uses the pool. She's like, I'm so (laughs) glad you're using the pool. (laughs) Um, But you know, we would do that. But then there were other times where it was like it was concerts i think it was getting yes. stoned at concerts that music always good always, always music. music like punk oh. rock shows, local bands, anything we could get into, you know, Same. It, it was, let's smoke a joint or smoke a bowl. I never really smoked joints. I always had a piece. I always had a piece. Somebody always had a piece. I've never been a joint smoker either. Yeah, like I, I'm not great at rolling them without a, I can't roll aim. them
1: very well and they're a little more
3: harsh and yeah. they're not yeah. as good for you. No, they're not. Yeah. And the, the paper, like I can't be sure. Yeah, and, I can't be too uh, sure about that. But, <laughs> yeah we it then it kind of started to graduate into I want to smoke and do this I want to feel this way while I'm doing this yeah so you know hiking whatever swimming I love swimming when I'm when I'm just anything
1: artistic it gives you a whole different sense of creativity and really
3: one of my good friends her and I make um, those beaded earrings like Uh, I I mean love them yes Oh, they, they're really time-consuming, and they like you have to kind of focus. Yeah, her and I will sit there and just pass a bowl or a joint just back and forth all day long, and just bead for hours and hours and hours. They feed
2: off together. We
3: do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we used to laugh at all the uh, old ad campaigns for Dare and such. Mm-hmm. You know, showing kids just sitting on a couch or an egg frying in a pan or something stupid like that. And just laugh because, you know, you think about it, anything is what you make it. Like, so like I was saying, for us being active and, you know, I mean, ask Michael Phelps. Hey. <laughs> right. Tell me you can't achieve things. Well, while I'm a much better cannabis. snowboarder
1: <laughs> on cannabis than I am off of cannabis. See, that makes My sense. My coordination is way better. Even working out, I would prefer to take a big hit and then work out. Yeah. Just, I, it numbs the pain. It makes me stronger yeah.
0: more aware Yeah, and maybe i don't
1: moment. do that nowadays but you know i yeah. used to yeah
0: <laughs> well i uh i i'm really excited about your guys's endeavor finally coming to fruition and i'm so glad it's so close yes. and we're definitely going to be making a big announcement when that time comes so that people can enjoy the benefits from all of the products that you have whether it be for medical purposes or recreational um so when that time comes we'll definitely blast that out but i'm really grateful for you guys sharing your story and educating a lot of people on this side of cannabis not just for the use of it but the cultivation and all that stuff so thank you for being so open and willing to share that stuff because it's just it's just great
2: yeah thank
1: you guys so we, much we're
2: blessed we're lucky and yeah. look forward to helping people
1: yeah, we can't wait to help people on a larger scale.
2: Is there anything that we missed that you guys want to There is share? one thing. Um, yeah. There's a hole in the sky where a tree wants to... Oh, no. Fuck me. Somebody's and some son of a bitch making just making money. Money.
1: is making
3: money. is making money. I I am so prepared to leave this thing oh, in the dust. the dust. And he's sitting on the the hotel bed this morning. He goes, you oh, know, I, I think I want to come one. up with a version of my own. I you went, should. Oh, motherfucker. You should. Sure I'm not helping help you have. for this stupid jingle. You know what? I, I
1: don't sing, do but I may... I may I, actually send I you my need, vocals for I need
0: that. somebody <laughs> to do this. Somebody's making money. That'll be me. <laughs> we,
3: not, could, we can harmonize.
2: Yeah. She had the punk rock aspect down. Yeah. I yeah. you oh. could really tell that that's oh. what's her background. I love it. Oh. Well, perfect. you used to
3: write punk rock songs when you were I did. a teenager. Yeah. You yeah. could do I, this.
0: Like I, My first song that I ever wrote <clears throat> was called Teenage Society. And I was like the, the most angsty... <laughs> But also most pussy like nasally punk whiny. Rock song. Oh my god! <laughs> no. I still have I still have the cassette that uh, we originally recorded because I wrote mm-hmm. it for a, a talent show that we did in <laughs> eighth grade, and I actually had my dad sit in on the drums at my eighth grade talent show, and my dad was at the time you know late thirties, and uh, he was uh, like back in the corner. No spotlight on him. He was so <laughs> embarrassed to be up there, but he was doing it just to help me out, you know, because I didn't know any drummers. So it was my buddy who was a bass player and myself. I can't remember the lyrics of the song. No, was... I wouldn't
3: ask you to. Yeah,
0: I you don't remember. Re- you but... can't
3: remember lyrics to most songs.
0: <clears throat> That's true. It's I, make, I
1: make up my own lyrics.
3: Me too. Yeah. It's more fun. Did you, listen, yeah. did, listen, sing... did you listen to the last broadcast? That we I did? listen to every podcast? Was it the last one or the one before where I sang with, uh, the I'm yours. Yeah. I always thought he said, uh, "You did me in your bed, and I felt it."
0: Oh, no. oh you'd gone, done, done it. And you you gone,
3: done me, and, and I
0: felt it. You like
3: that. bet, I felt <laughs> it. But I, I all, and I just will always sing it. You, you did mm. me in your bed, and I felt it. Like, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: Uh, we yeah. could do a whole podcast we on could do that. lyrics. that yeah. a boy Brandon yeah. <laughs> yeah well thank you guys again and uh, we thank are you. actually um, we're actually headed to Hell's Kitchen for some lunch Hell's oh, oh, yeah. yeah! I'm excited oh yeah uh, yummy namaste <laughs> bitches <laughs> the rad